You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. Uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, Shade, ready for another Pick'em's podcast. We got a ton of action here, so let's just dive right in. A lot of SEC games, Shane. You ready to make some weekend picks? Oh, baby, am I ever. <laughs> gambling? Who say anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass me, heard you say that. <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. Like exactly. That. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shay, we're going to start here. We normally go in order of uh, the kickoff times, but let's do uh, the only non-conference game. Let's start right there, Shane. UNLV at Vanderbilt, and then we'll get to the conference games. Uh, this is a 4 o'clock Eastern kick on SEC Network, 3 o'clock Central time. And according to our sponsor, my bookie. UNLV at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a 15-point favorite. Well, Mike, I just don't know about Vanderbilt right now. You know, we were hearing that they're panicking in the locker room. Uh, Coach Mason coming out saying the exact opposite. Almost calling some of these players out that they need to focus on what they're doing. And, you know, it just feels like... Like, I don't know, like Vanderbilt's taking three steps back from the season opener. So mm-hmm. I have them winning just because I like UL, UNLV that much less, but barely winning. I got Vanderbilt 34, UNLV 31. What about you? Ooh. Yeah, a lot of the same concerns for me, Shane. I mean, we know Vanderbilt got some outstanding offensive players, but not even, you know, they've not really been coming through like they should. Even Jared Pickney, that's the one we keep talking about. Keyshawn Vaughn, we all know what a machine he is. He's lived up to the hype, but 
even when you're going up against an, an opponent like UNLV that uh, Vanderbilt should win easily, you know, it's not as easy as it should be because they're going to be able to stack up the box and try to limit Keyshawn Vaughn, make the rest of the team beat him. And mm-hmm. they just, they've just not been really showing the great signs. And uh, this Vanderbilt defense, I don't know how well they can limit even a team like UNLV. You know, there's speculation of a quarterback change. I've even heard speculation of a coordinator change. I mean, we're hitting the panic mode here. I think uh, for all the talk of Derek Mason, that early season slate, how incredibly tough it was and the opportunity it provided, it didn't really provide much opportunity because Vanderbilt just got smashed the first couple games, and it seems to have (laughs) really taken a toll on this team, on the morale and everything moving forward. So uh, this is a must-win game here for the Commodores. I like them to win it, but like you, I'm not picking Commodores to cover. They've yet to cover a single game against the spread this season. I'm going Vanderbilt 28, UNLV 14. Mm. All right, Shane, so let's uh, jump into the SEC action. We got some good ones here, starting with South Carolina at Georgia on ESPN. This is a noon kickoff Eastern time, 11 a.m. Central. And uh, according to mybookie.ag, Shane, Georgia favored by 23 and a half over the Gamecocks. Who do you like in this matchup? Here's the deal. I like South Carolina's momentum. I I really do. And honestly, if they could have had any other team, other than, you know, they've already played Alabama, but any other team in the SEC, I think that they would give them a running for their money. I think Coach uh, comes out with his his glasses on. You know, they're going to be hyped up there on the sideline. They got the Helensky hope uh, uh, going on, and I, I think there's going to be a little momentum. But I just think Georgia is—they're tired of starting slow, and I really think that's a point of emphasis this week with Kirby, is to get Georgia going, get them on the board, be a little bit more aggressive. And I just—I don't think South Carolina just—I don't—I don't think they have enough weapons to to keep. Uh, Georgia in check. So that all being said, I've got Georgia winning 45, South Carolina 20. Ooh, 25 point spread there. So you're going with the Bulldogs to cover. I'm going with the over. And how about me, Shade? I'm going, well, before I get to my pick here, you know, I think this game is really going to come down to two things. You hit on the one there. Georgia, are they able to start fast? We've not really been able to see that consecutive weeks here in Athens and that's that's a huge question mark Shane because at some point we need to ask ourselves is this Georgia that we've hyped up all offseason or is this just who Georgia is Uh, now they turned they flipped the switch against Tennessee there's no doubt I mean they controlled the volunteers can they continue that momentum they did kind of the same thing against Notre Dame in that second half they really shut them down to the very end of that fourth quarter uh, but the, uh, obviously the offense maybe not to the same caliber, Notre Dame and Tennessee, two different squads here. But South Carolina, I think, could really test Georgia, particularly coming off uh, you know two weeks to prepare for this game. And the key, I really think, is Ryan Holinsky's health, because if he's 100%, and by all indication, I mean, he's not feeling any ill effects of that elbow. And, mm-hmm. You know, we'll see how he's doing, but he could be the key to this one. If, if the Gamecocks are going to pull off the stunning upset, I think uh, Georgia's going to make Halinski beat him. And if Ryan Maurer was able to do it, you know, through much of the first half, I certainly think Halinski can do the same. Now, obviously, it's a lot tougher in Athens. 
Maybe that noon factor helps the Gamecocks. Uh, but how about this, Shane? Rico Dow, I think he's playing the best football of his career. You know, that balanced attack, I think that could be trouble for Georgia. So I'm, I'm seeing some success here for South Carolina. I like for them to cover this game. But uh, in the end, you know, of course, Georgia, the much deeper, much more talented team. And if Helinski, you know, if he had proven maybe something at Missouri, I know he was hurt, so it's, it's not really fair to judge him off that. But uh, I think we're just going to keep seeing this, Shane, with so many true freshman quarterbacks playing in the SEC. I don't think we're going to see many of these teams pull off stunning upsets on the road that when they're led by a true freshman. I think that's just too much to ask. So I like South Carolina to cover, Georgia to win. I'm going Georgia 35, South Carolina 24. I really think uh, I think South Carolina is going to make this a ball game. Okay. All right, man. I like that. All right, Shane. Another, we got another noon kickoff here, so we're going to have uh, two great SEC games to start the day. Huge one on Rocky Top, Shane. Mississippi State at Tennessee on SEC Network. According to mybookie.ag, Mississippi State, Shane, a touchdown favorite on the road in Neyland Stadium. Imagine saying that a couple of years ago. <laughs> Thoughts on uh, your boys? Who's going to win this one? <clears throat> Mike, I think this one comes down to the trenches, you know. As much as I want to get caught up in all the quarterbacks and, and and the production that we had last week and the the production we've seen with the quarterbacks at Mississippi State, um, I, either, either one that comes out. I, I truly believe that they're going to roll out Schrader, but it would not surprise me if Tommy comes out. Mm-hmm. But this is going to come down between who can stop the run and who can run the ball. Mississippi State has one of the greatest running backs, okay? But I think that Tennessee has turned over a new leaf, Mike. Uh-oh. That's right. The first upset of the day will come down to the trenches, and Tennessee will come ahead and win this game 27, Mississippi State 24. Ooh. <laughs> if that plays out, Shane, how – I mean, the fan base there at Mississippi State's not going to be happy. What is the status of Joe Moorhead? How hot is his seat? Or if it's hot at all, if they drop this one, did, does you have a read on that, do you think? You know, honestly, I talked to a guy today. No joke. Talked to a Mississippi State fan. He was up here uh, for the game. And we, we started talking, and, and – he was not as optimistic as as I thought he would be. You know, he honestly is, and, I, and this is just one guy out of many. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. he was really upset about the Auburn situation. He he didn't like how that went down. He he wasn't a fan of Schrader, and I, I just I don't know. I, I think Mississippi State is like teeter totting right now. They really need a victory, just as bad as Tennessee does. And if they're able to win this game, I think Joe's going to be all right. And But if he comes out, and let's just say he runs Schrader out, and Schrader doesn't do it, then he pulls and puts Tommy. I mean, I could just see a quarterback controversy starting here mm-hmm. if things don't go right. And, and as soon as you see something like that, you feel like your team is just in limbo, and, and it's hard to get behind them, and especially Coach Joe, because uh, they have – they have higher expectations in his year two than we do at Tennessee. 
Yeah, and it's interesting, Shane, because of uh, this uh, odd suspension situation. Imagine if they roll out all their guys. You know, it seems like they're doing that for the, the quote-unquote winnable games. Mm-hmm. If they roll them out and they still lose, I mean, how disheartening would that be moving forward? Because then you're you're looking at some big games like LSU and Alabama, and then you're probably not going to use them. I mean, I don't know, Shane. I, it could be... It could be rolling downhill starting real fast on Saturday if Mississippi State doesn't get it done. Uh, But speaking of a lack of confidence, you know, I don't know how much you take out of these press conferences from Coach Pruitt. He, it's hard to, he's a hard one to read if he's telling the truth or if he's just (laughs) up there, you know, because he has to for about 10 minutes each week. But uh, during his most recent press conference, Shane, it seemed, it don't, Pruitt doesn't seem like a guy that makes excuses, but maybe this he's just stayed in the way it is right now. But he was uh, just noted several times what a young team he is and how, how they're having to rely on all these young players. They don't have that many seniors. Uh, I was kind of troubled by these comments. Let's jump over to Coach Pruitt, and then I'll make my picks for this one. You know, when you uh, going back looking at our football program, uh, you know, from the first day I walked into this building, uh, we're a lot closer today than we were then. Uh, you know, I see a I see a bunch of guys that um, are hungry uh, to to have success, uh, are willing to do uh, what it takes to have success. I also see uh, a lot of young guys, right? So when you have a lot of young guys, who do you you're looking for somebody to figure out how to do something, okay? Or you know, I know for me when I have tough situations that happen in my life, who do I call on? I, I talk to my mom, I talk to my dad, I talk to people that that have wisdom, right? They've kind of been down that road before. So you kind of do that as a football player too. You know, you, you want to seek out somebody that's kind of been there and done that before. Unfortunately for a lot of our guys, we just don't have a lot of older guys that have, you know, so uh, our team, you know, is, is is really a young group of guys, you know. Uh, so, with the, you know, so they're kind of searching and trying to figure it out as we go, and uh, kind of finding their way. And and, and we're getting there. Uh, it's pretty simple when you look at our record. Uh, I've said it before: turning the football over, not getting enough turnovers, uh, and 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 being clean as we play. You know, so that's that's where we're at. Is it because we lack effort, toughness? Uh, no. Uh, we get we lack a little bit of execution. We got to find a way to get there. All right, Shane. So Tennessee, according to Coach Pruitt, still learning. Middle of the season. I mean, you you got to hope they <laughs> they grew up through all these losses because uh, I don't know that I don't know that was just a troubling comment for me heading into this Mississippi State matchup. This is key, and you know, two weeks ago, most Tennessee fans I think ready to turn off the season ready for 2020 now that they got to see brian mauer in action i think there's renewed hope there's hope that a bowl game could possibly be reached can it mm-hmm. be reached if they lose this game very unlikely because then you're talking you need to upset someone like alabama so this is uh, like you said this is a crucial crucial game it's very hard to pick because we don't know about these suspensions who's playing who's not do they take these suspended players on the road and start them against Tennessee? I think they do. Uh, you hit on the Kylan Hill factor. Tennessee's getting smoked in the fourth quarter. I believe the stat is something like they've been outscored 79-15 to 15 or something crazy like that this season. 
And, you know, Mississippi State with a very good offensive line with an outstanding running back, if they are able to keep pounding away by the fourth quarter, that's going to really take its toll on a thin and inexperienced Tennessee front seven. I think the key for Tennessee trying to steal one here, Shane, I know you're high on the bearded Schrader. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I think he can be caused to make some mistakes on the road in Neyland Stadium. I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you kind of want Schrader in there. I know he's probably got the higher ceiling than Tommy Stevens, but if Tommy Stevens is healthy, I don't see him turning the ball over a bunch. Maybe Garrett Schrader's that guy, has a couple Mm -hmm. mistakes, Tennessee capitalizes, pulls off the upset. Uh, I'm just not seeing it at this point, Shane. And as much as I hate to do it to you, I'm going Mississippi State 30, Tennessee 20. So I like the Bulldogs to win and cover this matchup. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane, let's jump to the uh, SEC on CBS Game of the Week here. It's not really the Game of the Week, but it's the one they've chosen it to be. Alabama at Texas A&M, still very surprised by this line. According to my bookie, Alabama's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? You know what it feels like in this game? It feels like Saban wants to make a statement. And on the on the other side of the ball, Texas A&M is, has got a bright future. I really do think so. But I think those two losses were detrimental, especially toward this game. You know, if they, if they could have if they could have beat Auburn, I think that this would have been a more violent crowd. Not mm-hmm. not saying that it's not going to be loud there, but it just feels like it doesn't mean as much. Um, you know, Texas A&M was really fighting for something there and uh, a chance to compete in the West, and and it just feels like those hopes have drifted away. So that being said, I, I just think Alabama just has way too many weapons, man. And as much as Coach – hates running the ball, he doesn't have to, dude, because they've got four freaking receivers that can take it at the house at at any given moment. You could just – so I know I'm rambling, but I think that Alabama smokes A&M and beats them 49, Texas A&M 24. Ooh. Now that, yeah, you're right. That is a beat down there, Shane. <laughs> yeah, covering the spread and everything. I just – Honestly, I think Saban hasn't had that statement game yet. You know, this is – South Carolina was a little closer than he wanted. Ole Miss, even though they beat them, you know, they were embarrassed by that rushing attack. I, I think they get that right. I think they get a lot of pressure on Mond, and unfortunately they're they're going to get the wrath of uh, the Crimson Tide this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a lot what you said, Shane. I think the keys for this one, for A&M, there's two huge factors – they got to keep the crowd in the game, particularly early. Auburn was able to come in there and get the early momentum, kind of silence this crowd with some big first-half plays, and that was devastating to A&M's chances. I think there's a, there's a good chance Alabama comes out and does something similar. They won't be doing it on the ground game. Most likely they're going to be doing it through the air. The Aggies very tough against the run, but I don't know if that really helps them in this one because obviously what you got to do is you got to stop two in these receivers. I mean, you could be as tough as you want against the run, but Alabama doesn't seem to mind a lot of times about uh, actually having to run. So uh, can Texas A&M run the ball 
on Alabama. We've seen the Crimson Tide has been susceptible to the ground game all season. This is a game, I kind of like you're saying, Shane, I don't know if I'd call it a statement game, but this is one where with two weeks to prepare, all these young defenders, I I would assume they're really focused on stopping A&M's ground game because I, I think they know that's the plan by Jimbo and his crew, Kellen Mond. I think he's having a little bit better season than people realize. I know he's he's missed a couple big throws, but he's just not getting much help on the ground game. Uh, a lot of receivers are not, I don't want to say they're not living up to the hype, but they're dropping balls in key situations. Mond is running for his life all the time when in the passing game. So uh, I'm kind of with you. I think it'll be a little bit closer. I think A&M can kind of make it a game early, uh, but I like the Crimson Tide to pull this thing out in the end and cover that's 16 and a half. I think that's uh, I think that's one of the better lines here of the week. I'm going Alabama 42, Texas A&M 14. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Shane, let's take a break from our weekend selections here to let the listeners know we are proudly presented by mybookie.ag, the online sportsbook, Shane. We wouldn't be telling you about these guys if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with mybookie.ag. MyBookie, Shane, it's great. Not only can you bet, obviously, SEC, all of college football, the NFL, you can do parlays, you know, three-team, five-team, ten-team. I always recommend that three-teamer. I think that's always a lot easier to hit. As Shane learned the last couple weeks, don't put your lock of the week into that parlay. So that's a little (laughs) advice from us. Uh, but uh, if you use the promo code that SEC, that's T H A T S E C, over at mybookie.ag, they will double your first deposit up to $1,000. So you're talking $2,000 potentially in your account if you de- deposit 1000 up front using the promo code that SEC, T H A T S E C. I get to do the smart thing. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Jackpot. All right, Shane. So how about this one? Getting into the night games here. Seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. Ole Miss at Missouri on ESPN two. According to mybookie.ag, Shane, Missouri is a twelve-point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? Twelve-point favorite. I'm telling you, man, Ole Miss has shown me some exciting things. And I like this Plumtree kid. I really do. I think he's that X factor that's going to be able to keep Ole Miss in just about any of the remaining games they have on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, Missouri has a quarterback that is better. And thank God he was able to come back because if not, I don't think Missouri could win this game. But he is there. And that's why I've got Missouri winning, but not covering, 35, Ole Miss, 31. I think it's a close game, Mike. Yeah, and this could be a real statement game here, Shane. If Ole Miss were to go on the road, beat Missouri, I mean, they they could really turn the tables here. Wouldn't guarantee a postseason bid, but it it would be a huge step to doing that. Obviously, Rich Rodriguez's fingerprints starting to be all over this offense. With Kale Garrett out from Missouri, I'm kind of like you. I see Ole Miss having some some success in this game, particularly in the ground game. Uh, I've not been 
able to completely wipe that Wyoming result from my mind. Uh, and we saw what a mobile quarterback was able to do to this Missouri defense. I think uh, John Rice Plumley would be able to do a lot of the same things. Uh, but what have we seen in recent weeks, Shane Ole Miss, really able to be taken advantage of through the air? Kelly Bryant, obviously I don't think he's going to be running much in this one. I think they're going to be protecting his knee. I don't see a lot of quarterback runs from him. How much does that limit the offense remains to be seen. But, I mean, they've got some very talented runners there in Missouri. This game being in Columbia, uh, I think Kelly Bryant has another career day through the air going up against this defense. I'm going Missouri to win and cover. I'm going the Tigers 38, Ole Miss 20. Let me ask you, um, just talking about this game, because – I don't want to do upset Saturday, but there's just a thing. There's something about this game that I, I am worried about. We don't know how well Kelly is. Yes, he's out there. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, they're not going to make him run the ball. And Ole Miss knows this. You know, they're going to force him to run the ball. And can he? You know, it just feels like this also could be one of those games that Ole Miss goes up early and then we're, you know, the commentary, the whole rest of the game is like, well, you know, he is limping. You know, look there. You know, just kind of right. pointing out the injury throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize just how big a piece Kale was. This is a, this is a huge miss for uh, for Missouri, man. I, and I think it gets exposed. That's why I have Ole Miss scoring so many points. And not to mention, you've seen Plumtree what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, having somebody like Kale back there that can just talk him. You know, you don't have that anymore. So it would not surprise me if Ole Miss upsets Missouri here because they're they're not they're not pumped right now. Mm-hmm. But if Kelly comes out and he is a hundred percent or close to it, then absolutely I think Missouri wins this game without a doubt. But if he is like sixty percent, seventy percent, I'm worried, man. Yeah, and that's one thing you know, similar to what Jeremy Pruitt had to say. Is something that Matt Luke's kind of been saying for a little while. He's got a very young team, but unlike Tennessee, Ole Miss keeps showing signs of progress. It seems like they keep getting better. That's what you want to see from a young team with excellent coaches. Ole Miss clearly has that in both coordinators. Seems like they're really coming together at the right time. I'm not ready to rule it out, Shane, kind of like you. I think Ole Miss could win this game, uh, but for me – I think the nation is really sleeping on Missouri. This, this to me, has more to do with uh, how highly I think of Missouri than it does Ole Miss' uh, inability to win this game. I just think Missouri really is one of the probably the five best teams in the SEC right now. Now, does that how far of a step back do they take with no Kale Garrett and a limited Kelly Bryant? We're about to find out. So that obviously could be a key to the game, but. I really like uh, the t- the players around them as well. So that's that's kind of why I'm going so heavily on Missouri. But you're making some valid points there and would not be a stunner if Ole Miss wins this game because, like I said, they just keep getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And if they take another step here, uh, this, cert- this one definitely could go down to the wire. Yeah, man. All right, Shane. On the other night game here before we get to the big game of the week, Arkansas at Kentucky. 7.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Central on SEC Network. According to mybookie.ag, 
Arkansas is an underdog. Kentucky favored by six and a half, nearly a touchdown. Who do you like in this matchup, Shane? Mm, do we know who's quarterbacking either one of these teams? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that, Shane, because we got Sawyer Smith. Uh, he gives us uh, very little info, but he, he was asked to speak this week. So let's jump over to Sawyer Smith, and then we'll follow that up with the man who obviously would know more than anyone else, Mark Stoops. Uh, he was. This is the question he's been getting all week. He's getting damn tired of asking it. Yeah, I've been practicing all week. I'm ready for the game. Um, uh, any questions about injuries, go to Coach Stoops and Coach Grant and Coach Henshaw. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm out here playing football and um, having fun with it. So. Mark, everybody all week told us to ask you about the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, hey guys, you, you quit asking me because you know I try to be good and fair to you guys and give you a lot of information. I give you a lot more than most, trust me. And, uh, you know, the situation is what it is. And it does me no good to sit here and continually talk about it. So, um, we're going to play with the guys that, you know, we feel give us the best opportunity to I'm sure there's advantage, though, to have Arkansas have to plan for potentially two different I mean, yeah, we've all been through it. You know, they, they know what they're going to get from, you know, different guys. There's always wrinkles, and, you know, we're going to get different wrinkles from them, that's for sure, with two weeks. And uh, But they'll be prepared for both styles. So much talk. All right, Shane, if you heard that screaming in the background, <laughs> I think that was Mark Stoops murdering the person that asked him this question. He's tired of hearing it. And we're hearing eagles, we're hearing lawnmowers, we're hearing sirens, and now we're hearing murders up in Lexington. You know, Ollie leaves town for one night, and the, the town goes to hell up there. So we'll have to we'll have to investigate this after the game here. But uh, thoughts on they better they better do a media head count and find out where Cash is. That's what I'm more curious about. <laughs> He's got some poor soul tied up back here, <laughs> about to release another video. So, oh man, this this game. This game's going to be big, man. Uh, you know, this is one of the most underrated games this Saturday, I believe, because here you got Arkansas up and coming. They're trying to, they're trying to make their way, man. You know, coach wants an SEC win so bad. Wants a power and five got, win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to ruin it, but yes, he wants a big win. This is a big win for coach. Is it coach Morris, as Urban Meyer would say? <laughs> and then you got Kentucky. Kentucky's been on a downward downward spiral here the last few weeks. And I think this bye week was exactly what they needed, man. Something we talked about. This is a hard reset. This is a time to, you know, forget the outside noise for a minute. Let's get back to a team. Uh, something that I listened to Jimbo talking about the other day. You know, these bye weeks, you know, you're always prepping for the game when you're during the season. But when you hit a bye week, it's almost like you get a chance to go back to camp and mm -hmm. fix some mistakes that you may have been overlooking. And I think that's what Kentucky does. I think Kentucky gets back to the way they were playing. And, you know, just I, th I think they, they pulled away from it too much. Arkansas, on the other side, I think this bye hit at the wrong time. They had the momentum. They had Kentucky down. I think if this would have been played last Saturday, Arkansas would have won the game. Unfortunately, this hard reset, you got Hefty Lefty getting his uh, uh, tribute up there. I think there's just going to – it's a night game. I think the fan base gets back into it. 
I don't have Kentucky covering the spread, but I have them winning the game. Kentucky 28, Arkansas 24. Mm. Well, Shane, like you said, this is a big one. If Kentucky drops this one, goes to 2-4 and four on the season, I don't think they're going to make a bowl game. I mean, I think it's that paramount wow. for their season. And obviously everything you said of Arkansas, I mean, they're desperate here. They have some momentum there against A&M. Now they've had two weeks to prepare for this one. Plenty of talent on Arkansas's roster. The big question, of course, remains coaching in my mind. I mean, it seems like half the fan base already out on Chad Morris at this point. Mm-hmm. And yes, the quarterbacks are huge in this one, Shay. That's been the topic all week. But I think they're focusing on the wrong aspect of Kentucky's roster. They need to get this defensive backfield in order against this Arkansas team because if Nick Starkle is fully healthy, like it sounds like he is, Trey Knox back, Traylon Burks, CGO Grady. I mean, Arkansas's got some real weapons to go at one of the SEC's poorest pass defense. I think that's the key to the game for me. I think Kentucky's defensive line should be able to manhandle Arkansas's offensive line. So I don't even know if Arkansas is going to run the ball that much. And if they do, I think it's going to be a lot of like jet sweeps and uh, you know plays of that nature because I don't think they're going to be able to run on Kentucky. It's going to force them to throw the ball. Uh, Sawyer Smith, you know, I'm not trying to pile on the young man, but he's just been really bad after dealing with these injuries. I don't know, two weeks off, I just don't know if that's going to be enough time to get it done. Now, maybe Lynn Bowden has a career game and carries the Wildcats to victory here, Shane, but I don't see it. I'm going with the stunner. This is my lock of the week, Shane. <laughs> Arkansas gets the outright win. I think they got the wrong team favor to this matchup. I'm going Arkansas 24, Kentucky 20. I like the Razorbacks to get the uh, first SEC win in two years here. Dude, I'm telling you. So you think Nick plays, right? You don't mm-hmm. think it's Ben, even though as good as he looked? No, I think it's going to be Nick Starkle for sure. Okay. How, how short do you think that leash is, Mike? You know, like one series, two series? <laughs> if he start, if he if he throws multiple interceptions, I he may be he may not uh, get off the bench again this season. Oh, uh, that was a tough one, man. I like I said, I really, I honestly, I thought Arkansas could have beat Kentucky last week. I just think there's just, man, it, Lexington's got to show up, dude. They got to mm-hmm. show up, and these fans have got to be there. They got to be loud. If there's no, if they if they don't have that, it's going to be tough for them to win this game. I mean, but I, I just think. I don't know. I, I got to go with it just because, I don't know, Jared Lorenzen, man. I, I'm going with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Going with your heart. That's, never, That's it. never a wrong decision. Right. All right, Shane. Game of the week. LSU hosting Florida. And we got one of the most epic hype videos <laughs> <laughs> I've ever seen. This is the best one, I think. Dating back to Admiral Schofield, Shane, hyping up Tennessee for the, ironically enough, against Florida. Tennessee lost that game by 50. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it over to Booker McFarland, Shane. If you ever come across a tiger at night, here's what you'll notice. First, you'll notice he's wide awake. 
that's because tigers are nocturnal. In the daylight, rest. In the darkness, he hunts. Next, you'll notice his eyes, the glow in the moonlight as they scan the horizon for prey. Notice your heart is pounding in your chest, that funny feeling, and sweat is dripping down your back. That's fear, and he can sense it. What you won't notice is the sound he makes. Because a tiger moves quiet. And he's never more quiet than the moment just before he attacks. And when he does attack, trust me, you'll notice that. So if you ever come across a tiger at night like you have on this night, remember this. Oh yeah, they hungry. And I wish you good luck. That was a long one, admittedly, but that was a good one. We need to post this thing on the Reddit page. It's that good if you missed it. I mean, it's this is an outstanding. This got me fired up. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this damn game. Shane, LSU favored by 13 and a half. is an eye-opening spread here against the undefeated Florida Gators. Somebody has to go down in mm-hmm. Death Valley, Shane. Who do you like in this matchup? I'm telling you what, buddy. This is not game. This is this is Baton Rouge. This is I mean, this, the fans are going to be so wild down there. I really love this offense, man. I absolutely love it. Joe is is he's top notch, top shelf. The receivers are performing. You even got Randy Moss going to come down here and watch his boy play. I mean, that's you got. I mean, this everyone is ready for this game. Florida Gators, I don't know if they know what they're getting into, but, but, I don't know if you saw Florida last week, man. I am sold on this damn defense. I, I've i been counting them out since week one, honestly. I, I Honestly, I thought that they would beat Miami, but after that, I've, I kept finding reasons on why Florida should lose, mm-hmm. and every Saturday, they impressed me. Last week was the most impressive victory that I've seen this year. I mean, it was just, they had Auburn's number. And here I even crowned Auburn there for a second. They remind me a lot of Kentucky last year, you know. It's just everybody's against them. 
No way they're going to win. No way they, they, they have a shot in hell. And they still, I don't know what it is. They, I don't know if Dan made a deal with the devil. He has got <laughs> it figured out. And I don't think LSU is ready. I don't think, I think these guys have played some vanilla defenses. I think the worst thing that could have happened for LSU was playing Utah State last week, you know, to slow down that momentum, something that, you know, helped them win that Texas game. This is something I think they're going to get hit in the mouth, and how do they respond? We know Joe's physical, but he is going to be running for his life, and Florida is going to do – they're going to do something to get this crowd out of it. Now, if the crowd stays in it, obviously I see LSU winning, but I've got an upset, and I've got a lock of the week. Florida Gators, 28, LSU, 20. Oh, LSU damn, Shane. gets 20 points. I apologize in advance to Florida fans for <laughs> Shane giving you the kiss of death there with his lock of the week. <laughs> but that's a bold one, Shane. Certainly very few people are going to be picking the Gators straight up going into this one. Now let me ask you this, Shane, because this is something that I've kind of playing around in my head today as I was thinking about my picks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this how much of a factor this is going to play this season, but with the double buys, it's going to be very interesting once this season ends to kind of analyze, you know, how these teams all played following buys and whatnot and, and how they play after consecutive games, Florida, this will be their sixth game in six weeks while LSU had a buy, obviously then played Utah state, and then they're playing this Gator team, so it's their second game in two weeks. Anything, do you think that plays a factor in these type of games? Or maybe LSU, like you said, it's kind of, maybe they were able to go back to camp, that they really got to work on that defense, but I would think that uh, they probably put in a lot of packages on offense and defense for this, specifically for this game, and looked past that Utah State game. That would just be my thought on it, but uh, you think uh, the way these you know, consecutive streaks do you think this plays a factor at all on Saturday? I do, but I think in the wrong direction, man. I honestly, I think Florida played Auburn, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. they didn't play a cupcake team last week. They played a top-notch SEC ball club and they I mean, say what you want, they beat them. They beat them bad. So I I think that helps. That helps with your quarterback. That helps with, I think, this defense. You know, I just – they're ready. This game's not going to be too big for them because they were just in one. So that's that's what concerns me about a team like Utah State just because that was not a contest. These guys – I mean, honestly, this defense sat on the sideline – for three-fourths of the ball game. Some of the starters didn't even have to go in there toward the end, mm-hmm. and it, it was like a bye week, but I, I don't know. I, and now they're coming out. They they think, honestly, LSU, you talk to anybody at LSU, they're, they're going to be national champs, man. And I think these players feel that way too. And what happens if they get caught? Like, what happens if Florida goes up? 14 nothing you know do they do they freak out how do they react you know so that's some of my concerns and they've got some pieces coming back for lsu but it's pieces that haven't played in a while so i I think that's got to be considered so no Mm -hmm. I, i i see what you're saying but i think in this situation uh not having a buy helped florida 
and having and having a bye probably helped LSU a little bit, you know, getting the, their guys some rest. But they're just they haven't had a serious contest in how long now. Yeah, not pretty much not since the Texas game week two. Yeah. So it's it's been a while for the Tigers. Now their defense has got to step up in this game. It looked like they certainly did that against Utah State, but uh, obviously that's a different level of competition. This atmosphere is going to be electric, Shane. I think this will be the best atmosphere this season dating back to the Georgia-Notre Dame game. I don't think anything's going to top that Georgia game, but this will be probably the runner-up on, on this season to the date, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was very impressed, like you, with that Florida defense. How could you not? A lot of people picking Auburn last week. They just dominated that game. If not for the mistake of running that fake punt that blew up in Florida's face, I mean, I think they would have only surrendered six points in that game, something crazy like that against, you know, what I thought should have been a top-five Auburn team. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be a different challenge, Shane, where Auburn was obviously a team set up. You know, they run to set up the pass. LSU, obviously, the opposite pass to set up the run I don't know if we're going to see the same level same standard of defense from Florida because it's just it's just a completely different animal it's a different challenge now if LSU was once again run based I could I could certainly see a back another performance like that Florida they have a very good defensive backfield but it's a thin defensive backfield that's going to be put to the test, certainly, on Saturday against LSU. And Coach O, you know, he's hit on it this week, the key to the game, stopping Florida's running game. I think he's wrong there, Shane. I think the key to this game is going to be getting pressure on Kyle Trask. On half of Trask's sacks this year, Shane, he's fumbled the ball. So he, this he's, that's a real issue. I mean, I think LSU... I think they're going to be able to stop Florida on the running game. I don't know how much Florida's even going to have to attempt to run on this one because I don't know if they got to keep pace with LSU. Uh, they're not going to be able to grind out the clock and just you know, control the time of possession. I don't think they're built that way, not against a team like LSU's defense who looks to be hitting the right gear at the right time. I don't think LSU is going to have near as much success as they've had because, like you said, this is going to be a true challenge against the best defense that they may see all season here. But you know what they say, Shane? Death Valley (laughs) is where dreams come to die, and Florida's dream dies Saturday night. I'm going with them Tigers, LSU 30, Florida 21. So I like Florida to cover, but I think LSU gets the outright win and uh, the the undefeated season marches on there in Baton Rouge. Mm, Still going to be an awesome game, man. Going to be a freaking awesome game. I love Saturday. Saturday is just wonderful. I can't wait till it to get here. I just can't. Yeah, and I'm really wondering if we're going to see any pre-game festivities, any kind of, you know, these two teams have been fighting, have been brawling, have been jawing, but all week it seems like LSU, that's been a key. They've not been, you know, some of the players have been talking, but they, they've they noted that Coach O and his team have been, really been focused on not instigating, taking care of business, and I think that's the right approach because I think Florida's going to want to come in there, get them off their game, get them unfocused. I think that's that's key to Florida getting a win 
They are obviously going to have to play flawlessly in Death Valley and hope for an LSU mistake or two and be able to capitalize on it. They've done it all season. So that's going to be another factor in this game. Who who flinches first, LSU or Florida? And I right. think uh, the team that does, they're probably going to lose this one. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to be electric. All right, Shane, so we both got our locks of the week. You're going with Florida. I'm going with Arkansas. Uh, let me ask you this, or maybe I'll go first. If you need to think about it, but if you had to do a three-team parlay, Shane, who would that be? And uh, I'll go ahead and do mine first. If I'm doing a three-team parlay, Shane, I think I'm going with Alabama over Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going with Florida and the points against LSU. I think that's a safe one. And then I'm going with Missouri, Shane. I really think uh, now I'm kind of kind of leaning heavily that Kelly Bryant's going to be good to go because if not, this, that'll blow up in my face. But that's why the parlay, you get a little risky, Shane. Three-teamer, <laughs> there's, it's a bigger payout there. So my three-team parlay, Florida in the points, Missouri covering, and Alabama covering over Texas A&M. That's my three-team parlay. Very good, very good. I like Alabama covering the points. Mm-hmm. I like Ole Miss getting there within Missouri. Mm -hmm. And then I've got my last but not least, and as much as I hate to bet on the Tennessee balls, I just (laughs) think, man, if you got them winning, hell, you might as well put it on the point spread. So I got Tennessee uh, uh, getting the spread on that one. There you go, Shane. You doomed yet another team there. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I, I feel like this is the week, Mike. You know, I know last week I, I felt pretty confident, but this week, I feel pretty confident. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole nother level of confidence yes. over there. A whole nother level. You know, sometimes you got to hit the bottom to, you know, to appreciate the top. So I'm down there and I'm on my way back. I'm climbing this ladder. <laughs> well, Shane, I know we say this about every week, but uh, truly looking forward to these games, particularly that Florida LSU game. I mean, I don't think there's been a matchup quite like this on the board all season none with this much hype I know the Georgia Notre Dame game certainly did that's like I said that was an all-time atmosphere for sure but those are not rivals they don't hate each other there's no backstory we got all the backstory in the world with these two they truly do hate each other I think they've been both playing at Coy this week Uh, Florida got a a real opportunity here to, to be a legitimate college football playoff team. LSU, a real chance to prove that this moving to this offense worked because, hell, Shane, if they lose to Florida and they lose to Alabama, what the hell is the point of all this anyway? You know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty against Vanderbilt, but if you can't get it done in these games, it wasn't worth a damn. So uh, there's a lot to be answered, not only by those two, but uh, all across the SEC, and I just can't wait for it. Uh, me too buddy me too i am pumped all right shane uh, that's gonna do it for this one uh thanks as always for joining me thank you everyone for tuning in and don't forget we got a couple koozies left give us a five star heart rating and review we're sending out koozies or your choice just hit us up the mailing address and proof that you did that and uh, we got a couple more. I think I'm going to order 100 more, Shane, because we're. it took us about two damn days to get a, almost 100. So uh, we're probably going to get some more colors. And I'd like to get LSU one. I'd like to get uh, 
a Georgia red. I was kind of I was kind of mad with the printer. They sent me the wrong damn colored ones, but uh, we're gonna get some more koozies for you guys. Really want to say thanks for everyone sending in their rating and reviews. That that really did mean a lot. We just really want to show our appreciation. So uh, I think that's gonna do it for this one, Shane. I'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go Vols. Upset. <laughs> Give me a rock and I was ready to roll On to California with the guy named Joe Cause he makes Benjamin's rain from the sky It's a thirst I just can't quench It's an itch I just can't scratch I don't like them very much. I know they don't like us very much. And that's kind of been the talk around here, but um, you just kind of have to keep your emotions in check in a game like this. You don't, you don't. It's not even going to sugarcoat it. It's just something that, you know what I'm saying, just goes around with the history of the programs. Obviously two great teams that just, it just bad blood collide, very passionate programs. And it's going to be something that, that's going to be expo exposed Saturday night. Not at all, not at all. I wouldn't, I mean, even if Florida's playing a, a a Big Ten score, so I, 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 don't, I don't care much for it. Like after last year, after last year's game, I mean, um, I, I forgot that quarterback's name, their starting quarterback or whatever, I don't know his name, but I mean, he was running around accelerating on the field like he won the Super Bowl, and so um, I don't know if he's playing this week. Hopefully he does, but I mean, I'm looking forward to getting after him.